Okay, this week we are jumping into a classic crime thriller, uh, wrapping up our little mini De Niro and Pacino series this month with Michael Mann's Heat. Um, this is a very influential uh, crime thriller, just, you know, in my opinion, the slow burn and the moving chessboard of, of characters and pieces um, that I'm excited to discuss. Hunter, but is Heat good? We shall discuss, and we have a guest. We have a guest today. He's returned. It's Ethan. But is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, welcome to episode 85. Hello. Of But Is It Good Podcast. I am your host, Hunter Callahan. And I am your host, Zach Olson. And Whiskey's not here. She's at home. But we have a special guest. <gasps> Hello. Mr. Ethan Williams has returned. In person. I'm back. In yeah. person. Now in Technicolor. <laughs> now in Technicolor. It's like you're really here. Yeah. Um, Ethan, you were our very first guest in the podcast mm-hmm. back uh, with, in Dune. Yeah. We were literally on Arrakis. Yes. And recorded an episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so we're very excited to have you back. I'm glad to be back, yeah. Uh, when this baller ass... Yeah, we got a, We actually have space den. today. Yeah. Goodness gracious, we usually are cramped up. Yeah, you guys let me invite myself back on, so I appreciate it. <laughs> well, no, so it's funny. I was about to say, so you messaged me and, and you know mentioned... Uh, well, also, you're the one who recommended us doing RRR, yeah. which quickly became our biggest downloaded... Our most yeah. downloaded episode on the yeah, podcast. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned doing Heat, which I actually had never seen. Yeah. I had seen, like, bits of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of took that around with it, made this little mini-series this month with De Niro and Pacino, which mm-hmm. has been really, really fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is Toxic Masculinity uh, August. Yeah, you guys yeah. have all, is what all the become. classics lined up. Yeah. <laughs> we have Men, men hopefully, next, hopefully next men week. Men next week, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then Drive, which, drive. I, I, which I think we uh, first, We all three saw together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. love Drive. Yeah. Um, but cool, how's life? Pretty good, yeah. Yeah. Been enjoying uh, getting back into watching movies a lot more yep. recently. Probably doing like one a day. So yeah, I've watched Heat three times this week. Yep. So I'm living life. Life is good. When you watch a movie, do you do you pause and take breaks, or do you have to like watch it through? Uh, it depends. Yeah, okay. I, I'm not one of those people who say that. You know, I don't have a lot of hard rules about. Okay. You know, when you watch movies, you know, if you really watched it, I only say that if you watched it on your phone, that's probably the only okay. time I'm against that. But okay. otherwise, you know, take breaks. Yeah. Do whatever makes you happy. And you and Zach were just talking about you just saw because you're up in Nashville, mm-hmm. uh, and you just saw all like. Was it all nine stars movies or just, or just the original just, trilogy? Just the original trilogy. I'm hoping, so they're doing trilogies part one, they said. So I'm mm-hmm. hoping maybe next month, maybe they'll do the, they'll prequels. Do the prequels. I like to watch the prequels again. But, so now you've seen them all in theaters. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Yeah, I've That's seen awesome. every Star Wars in theaters, which would is you, pretty cool. If they reshowed like seven through nine, would you skip those? Or would you go see them again? Well, you know. <laughs> uh, That's a heavy question. Yeah. I'm. I, maybe I'm in the minority opinion in this room, but I, Last Jedi is... Maybe my favorite Star Wars. We, I think with we Empire. Last Jedi is great. Okay, okay, good. No, Last Jedi is a great movie. It's okay. It's, episode nine is is hard. hard garbage no, yeah, in my I opinion. think that would be the one I would skip okay. for sure. Yeah. But you know, okay. we're not here to talk about. I feel like if I didn't have anything to do, I would, <laughs> if I didn't have anything to, else to do, I'd, I'd go see it again because I'm like, okay, you know, Star Wars. Yeah, but you have to. Nine is just depressing, though. Yeah, well, we don't have that's, a cool. A we don't discussion. have a cool little. I might have one up by me now. Now that we I'm have, in Smyrna, we have. We have. Oh my God! What's it called? It's uh, the Plaza. The Plaza. Yeah, the Plaza okay. I I'm I follow the Plaza on Facebook, yeah. and they're yeah. playing good stuff all the I, time. I okay. literally I've almost gone there like three or four times. It's just for whatever reason. 
things just definitely make it sound, make it now, make a point to see something there. I, I know that we have a movie to talk about, but I do have mm-hmm. another question for you. Mm-hmm. Your your little theater that you go to, yeah, the Bell Court, the, the the Bell Court. Mm-hmm. Do they have like a like a, a membership service, or do you just yeah. buy a ticket every time? So they have a membership program. Okay. It's not like AMC or Regal where you get right. something for free, but I um, you do get discounted tickets, discounted okay. concessions, and whatnot. So and I assume you. You do that, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So it also is, you know, it's a nonprofit theater, like it's a more of an okay. institution than it is like a yeah. commercial venture. So yeah, you can like do, you know tax write offs or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, the the plaza is the I think it's the it might be the it might, might be the last independent theater in Atlanta. in Atlanta, maybe yeah. And then I know because there's Starlight, but Starlight's a drive-in, and that's mm-hmm. also the last drive-in in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and from what I because I follow them on Instagram too, and mm-hmm. from, from what I see, they're doing well and everything. Yeah, COVID has really helped the drive-in um, like, yes, make a comeback. But, but like both of them, too, Plaza too, because Plaza did they sponsored drive-in stuff yeah, for a mm-hmm. while during COVID, so I think they're all doing good. But I've been wanting to go. They showed Interstellar on thirty-five millimeter once, yeah. and I didn't mm-hmm. get to go, and I was very bummed. I saw it in seventy mil, and yeah. it was worth every penny. Um, anyway, cool. We shall dive in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about heat. Yeah. Um, any other housekeeping real quick? No? No. Uh, no. I always say this earlier now because I always forget to end, but please like, you know, sub- subscribe, share. Write uh, a review. R- review. That's the that's the yes. big one. Rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and stuff. We're currently sitting at five stars. <laughs> um, five stars. And we'll keep it that way. Yep. Uh, Especially but cool. with this episode. What? Especially with this episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, all right, so I guess general thoughts. Uh, I know this is an older film, but we'll st- still do a relatively spoiler-free um, Ethan, you can start us off. Oh, I kind of wanted to hear what you guys okay, thought cool. first. Okay, cool. Who wants to go first? Zach, you want to go, go first? You go first. Okay, so I hadn't seen it, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. I really loved it. I really mm, enjoyed it. Um, I So this is going to sound, this is, this is very me because it's, I could make everything about Batman, but I remember reading about The Dark Knight mm-hmm. and hearing that the, that he was a huge influence on, and you can totally see that. Um, it's very evident, like, yes. early on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, even the, the guy, I forget his name in the movie, but he's the dude... Um, in Dark Knight, William, William Fitchner. Yeah, in Dark Knight, oh, yeah, he's in the he bank. In you know yeah. who you're stealing from? But anyway, uh, <laughs> I really loved it. I love these kind of movies. I love these these kind of uh, crime thrillers. And I think De Niro and Pacino were all they were on their A game. The cast was great. Um, big direction cast. was great. The the set pieces and action scenes and like the the big shootout on the street mm-hmm. was just Chef's kiss. Um, but even also like, I just loved the dynamic between De Niro and Pacino mm-hmm. and that they were essentially the same right. kind, of, kind of animal. Um, I really, I mean, to me, there was a romance l- plot that I felt my was like, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm in it. It l- didn't work totally for me for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I kind of bought in, I was like, all right, sure. There's that. Uh, that's kind of the only thing that I was like, okay. Yeah. Everything else I really loved. Uh, yeah. I thought it was great. Cool. Cool. Zach. Okay, so I can be a little sensational sometimes, <laughs> and but I, I, I'll say that. Had you seen this? No, I hadn't seen it. Okay. I watched it for the first time this past week. This is one of, to my recent memory, one of the most enjoyable first watches I've I've awesome. I've had of yeah. a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, even so, the reason I was thinking about that is because we did Scarface last week, and mm-hmm. Scarface was one of my favorite like first yeah. watches. I love Scarface, and I think as far as like a first watch goes, I had more fun watching this than I did the first time I watched Scarface. Yeah. I don't know. This film is is really well done. Uh, 
I love Al Pacino. Robert De Niro is great. I will say that the romance, um, it was just something about watching uh, Taxi Driver, and then like two weeks later, he's like, <laughs> at it again. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it was, I was like, it was, I was weird. <laughs> it was weird, but but once it was going, I was like, okay. Yeah, once it got going, yeah. It, yeah. it got better. You, you have to kind of cross the threshold of disbelief yeah. with right. uh, De Niro because, I mean, I was watching it the other day, and my wife said, I hope uh, this doesn't bother you, but um, Robert De Niro is like really handsome. <laughs> so I mean, yes, he can I play the worst kind of characters. No, that, yeah, but yeah. for me, it's like I don't like his goatee. I, really, uh, I didn't like the goatee. I really either. didn't like the goatee. I also didn't. She liked it with the goatee. I also didn't understand. So Val Kilmer cuts his. Well, sorry, spoiler free. I'm not going to go yes. there. Not yet. That's true. He doesn't cut anything. That's true. Nothing gets cut. <laughs> yes. um, but yeah, the goatee. Uh, but no, no, no. Anyway, this yeah, this film on. was was uh, uh, absolute joy to watch. Yep. I had a had a great time. So what about you, Ethan? Because uh, you watched it three times this week. That's yeah, it. yeah. So uh, how is it for you still? So dating back to high school, I watched this movie and I enjoyed it mostly because I wanted to watch uh, De Niro and Pacino in the same movie. Mm-hmm. This is the first time they were ever on screen together. At the same time. Yes. They, they were, in they were both in 2. Godfather 2, but they were both in the different timelines of yeah. Godfather 2. Um so I enjoyed it back then, but I didn't watch it again until probably last year. And then I really got into the films of Michael Mann as like a, a whole, like as a whole entity. I love, I'd say a lot of his movies are now yeah. among my favorites, you know, Thief, Manhunter, Miami Vice. Yeah. And I think this one is probably the apex of his okay. style. So his movies are very stylish, but they also have this very... Um, attention to detail um, mm-hmm. in the dialogue um, and the way it's staged and I think this has the budget, this has the cast, this has the script, this has the scope it has basically everything that you could want um, out of a crime thriller and right. I think I get more out of it every time I watch it You know, every, I, even the third time I watched it this week I was enjoying myself and yeah. I found more to enjoy in it so this is has gone from like a pretty good movie to like one of my probably top ten movies of all time. So, okay. Yeah. I really enjoy movies that um, don't treat you like you're stupid. Oh yeah. Yeah. But the difficulty. Looking at you, that, Elvis. Which yeah. I, I I did enjoy Elvis. <laughs> the, Elvis was yeah. I he can be Elvis. a little heavy handed with his. Oh yeah. The for sure. difficulty with that is that. So I watched this. <laughs> I just got back from vacation with literally my my in laws and their entire family. Um, so it was like. 10 people and they all know that that we have this you know podcast and i was like hey i've got to watch a movie this week for the podcast i gotta watch heat and luckily it was a film that was because they're all older like it was kind of from their era they they know de niro pacino so it was an easy sell because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. if i was like i've got to watch the lighthouse they'd be like have fun we're gonna go to dinner because <laughs> you know like we love those kind of films but right. i know people who are like this i can't i want to get my dad to watch the lighthouse and i want to see his reaction my dad to would it. never because it would be it'd be he would either absolutely love it <laughs> or it'd be like this is hot garbage because he like sorry i'm going off on a tangent it's, here you're good but uh, he loved you were never really there really he loved it with joaquin really yeah but that I, has a very sort of taxi driver sort it does of feel to yeah, it. So yeah. I yeah. Watched, but I, that was another one that i was like i'm not sure if he's gonna like this mm-hmm. i watched that with my in-laws like hannah's whole family yeah and i was the only one who liked it <laughs> yeah and it's because they watched some trailer that was cut together that made it look like it was some action-packed movie and it right. was the slow burn mm-hmm. character 
study mm-hmm. of this guy and i was like this is incredible and they're like this is boring and i was like you guys don't it took it took a while for my dad to forgive me for taking him to uncut gems um, really he See, hated it i loved stressful yeah. i loved uncut gems yeah. it's great but it's stressful. i watched anyway, that with my family did, and they the were only, all like that was so stressful the only time when he eventually forgave me is when i showed him knives out he's like okay, okay i'm knives actually great yeah he's anyway uh, you're back on uh, my good graces uh so i watched <laughs> this movie with like nine other people on a huge sectional couch and it was great, but I also could overhear a lot of, okay, what's going on? What's mm-hmm. happening? And I was like, you got you to pay attention. You got to listen. <laughs> and, and if you don't know something, it's because you're not supposed to know it yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's what gets me is where it's like they show somebody new and they're like, who's that? And it's like, well, he's been on screen for 0.2 seconds. I right. have no idea. But I, I'm, I bet we're going to find out. Right. Um, so I really enjoyed that. This movie was like, hey, you, you're, you're in it. Mm-hmm. Just keep up. You know what I'm saying? I was I listened to so the second time I watched it this week. It was with the commentary by Michael Mann, and okay. he was explaining how he wanted to create this sort of feeling of being dropped into a life um, without a lot of context. Because you know, yeah, there is that ins- there is that impulse where you don't want the audience to feel like they're being talked at, but you also right. want to give them the credit to um, the credit that they're going to figure out what's happening. Yeah. And like, it also kind of gives you this feeling of being a part of it in a more of a way where you can sort of figure things out, and you, now you feel a little bit smarter and a little bit more yeah. involved mm-hmm. in what's happening. I enjoy trying to like trying to beat them to it, right? And figure out what's gonna happen. And I, I will say, and this one, I did not know what was gonna happen at the mm-hmm. end. And I feel like it also like that's a way that the director can show that they trust their cast too. Oh yeah. That, like you don't have to write into the you don't have to like explicitly say. What is going on, right? They can, they can use their acting to show it. Yeah, but. and man has gives people, like he gives characters a ton of backstory. Yeah. Um, and there's even another reason I wanted to talk about it this week was because the sequel Heat Two came out this week. It's a book, um, right? Yeah. Um, man wrote a book with a author named Meg Gardner, and it takes place both before and after the events of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so much detail in that as well. And I'm already You've read it. I, I'm a part ways into it. I have okay. the book, so but it is it is a lot of backstory. There's a lot going on um, with these characters, and yeah, yeah it, I think he gives them his actors a lot of freedom to explore that when he gives them that backstory. Yeah. Um, cool. Anything else, real quick, on the first thoughts? It's good. It's good. good. <laughs> All right, guys. See you next week. Uh, okay. So, you know, since you were our first guest, mm-hmm. what each guest has to do when they come on the podcast. I do. And it is that time. Mm-hmm. It is time for Movie in a Minute. What are we going to sing? We're going to sing a song about heat in just the 60 seconds. <laughs> Movie in a minute. Yeah. Movie in a minute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I got to get the camera ready. Okay. Uh, so I'll be right back. Okay, playful banter. Here we go. Zach, go. Play, playful banter. <laughs> playful banter. Um, movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I wrote. I tried to write one for y'all. Yeah. A movie in a minute. Gonna do it in sixty seconds. Yeah. I love it. Hunter's gonna say spoilers ahoy. <laughs> if you don't listen, there won't be joy. <laughs> There's a lot going on. It's a three-hour last movie. Time, last time you did this. It pretty much put all of ours to shame. So well, it was like also like three minutes long. I feel like uh, <laughs> it might have been like a minute and twenty seconds or so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Is everybody ready? Okay. Stopwatch. Mm. Okay. You got to have a stopwatch. Yeah, he's got it. I've got okay. one going. Um, this is Ethan doing Heat. Movie in a minute. 
In three, three, two, one, go. Okay, Master Thief Neil McCauley and his crew raid an armored truck. The new guy, Wayne Grove, goes all cowboy and kills all the witnesses. Uh, Lieutenant Vincent Hanna of the LAPD comes to the crime scene. He's going to track him down. Vincent has a strained relationship with his third wife and his stepdaughter because if he goes after crooks. Uh, Wayne Grove escapes before Neil can kill him and finds out that the guy, Van Zant, whose bonds he ripped off, wants him back. Neil then meets graphic designer Edie, and they start a relationship, even though Neil find, does not like relationships. Uh, Van Zant double-crosses Neil, but it backfires, and now Neil is pissed. Uh, Vincent begins tracking the crew, but they dump the surveillance um, while they plan a big heist. Neil and Vincent sit down in a diner where they confirm they'll take one another out if necessary. Neil and the crew execute a huge bank heist, but there's a huge shootout because the cops get a tip and it kills a bunch of cops and robbers. Neil finds out the Wayne Grove betrayed them to Van Zant and he kills Van Zant. The rest of his crew has to escape the city, but Neil finds out where Wayne Grove is and goes after him and kills him. Uh, Vince's stepdaughter attempts suicide, but he's able to save her before she dies. In the hospital, he finds out where Neil is and goes after him. The men chase each other across the LA, LAX tarmac and Vincent shoots Neil. The two men hold hands as Neil bleeds out. Perfect. That was, that was great. So detailed, man. Mine are like the dude. This, this the thing, the dude was thing running into that, and it's great. And it's, it's a good. Oh shit! Amazing job. Cool. That was great. All right. Are awesome. we ready to go into? Oh my gosh. Spoiler. Yeah, we got it. We got it. Okay, hold on. Let we me turn this light off because you don't bite everybody. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's dive in, shall we? Okay. Mm-hmm. Heat. Um. We start with the armor truck, right? Is that how? how it yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it we, starts with Wayne Grove getting recruited or whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I hated Wayne Grove from the he first. He sucks, man. So, uh, this movie, uh, well, going back, let's kind of give this a, a bigger picture. Sure. Um, so, Michael Mann is from Chicago, and I feel like sh- the Chicago has a very strong history of like crime. And, yeah. like, the history of the city is so intertwined with crime. And so he, coming up in that city, I think he had a lot of um, experiences with, like, gangsters and robbers mm-hmm. and whatnot. So um, when he started initially researching for um, movies and scripts he wanted to write, um, so Neil McCauley is based off a real guy. Uh, his okay. name was Neil McCauley. So the guy Robert De Niro plays is based off a real person. Okay. So he interviewed an officer named Chuck Adamson, who was Al Pacino's character, essentially. Not in you know every respect, but right. there was this sort of um, mutual respect between cop and criminal. Um, okay. And because Neil McCauley was a master thief, like he literally would, um, you know, there is a scene in the movie where... Uh, Neil gets spooked by because he hears one small noise, one small thing is out of place, and right. that is something that is based on something that really happened. Yeah, um, that's when the, the uh, there's like a night vision like, he's goggles on something, and he's yes, like, and he's I'm like, almost in. He's like, leave, nope, leave. we're leaving. Exactly, so that was based on something that really happened. Yeah, um, and so Wayne Grove was also based on a real person who ratted out a crew, and they found him uh, nailed to a fence in Mexico, oh, uh, executed. Yeah, so <laughs> well, uh, there's a lot of interesting real world um history behind this seemingly like you know, normal crime movie but yeah mm-hmm. so that's that's interesting and that's something that that i feel like uh there was i don't want to say it's a golden age of crime because that feels wrong but when you think of like um uh like the old mobsters and stuff mm-hmm. that were almost celebrities they were yeah. like the out then you know the the al capones and stuff um and i'm not saying that you know this is that but there's definitely like like when they sit down and have 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 a meal together or like mm-hmm. have have coffee um it's an interesting thing cuz it's not like 
it's not one of those where it's like, oh, who's doing this? He's mm-hmm. like, I know I, yeah. like, I can't get you, but I know it's you. And they're mm-hmm. like, and they both are saying like, I'm not going to hesitate. I'm not, you know, like I, I'm going to do what I do. Um, what a power and, couple. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're both <laughs> the absolute best at what they do too. Yeah. yeah. Um, when he, when he walked up to the car and he's like, how's it going? Uh, you want to, you want to get a coffee? Yeah. He's just like, sure. He's like, you know, okay. Follow me. I was like, <gasps> like gripping my chair. Like, yeah. oh God. So what's funny is that, um, I'd only seen one scene, and it was that scene. It yeah. was the coffee scene. It's the very pivotal scene. Yeah, yeah. and I think we, we watched it, because we went through the same program at UGA. Mm-hmm. I mean, it evolved, but, you know, yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure I watched it in one of those classes some, somewhere. Um, and uh, and it's just like... Uh, the Like, just how they play off each other and the chemistry. Mm-hmm. And it's like... That's when it becomes clear, which, I mean, it's clear prior to this, but, like, they're like... They're the same. Like it's, what's what's the line? And this is funny because I'm I'm doing Dark Knight, but it's Joker. What's he say? Uh, this is what you happens. Complete me. Yes. No, but mm. it's like he says this is what what happens when an immovable force, and that's how a force meets an immovable object. Right. And like that's to me like what they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one of them wins, obviously. But yeah, uh, I'm glad you mentioned the Dark Knight kind of early on that you know yeah. this this was very clearly an influence on oh, the dark yeah. knight um mm-hmm. i watched the uh panel they did at the academy um awards or uh, the academy theater um after a screening of heat and christopher nolan moderated um uh speaking between de niro pacino and yeah. uh, michael mann and yeah it's very clear you're f- you know and uh, you know this movie was marketed even when it came out as like right. you know the first time that de niro and pacino were going to share the screen and um yeah and that, because so that scene, that's like the, the, their first, yeah, like interaction face to face, yeah, like face to face scene. And obviously, the, the whole like juice at the end is is intense. But like to have, I think, excuse me, it's brilliant to have these two. I mean, I, I guess you call them action stars. I mean, I don't view them as, two, two as, of the greatest American actors. Yeah, it's, it's not time. like they're like you know these, you know, action stars uh, per se. They're just two you know, phenomenal, you know, uh, giants of, of acting. Um, and, but they're kind of known as the tough guys. Right. Mm-hmm. And their first scene is just them sitting, having coffee together. Right. You know, we do get the whole shootout at the end, but like mm-hmm. their first scene is just them talking. I think that's brilliant. Um, I, I, I like to think that everybody else that I was watching the film with was just as entranced as I was. Um, because that's, that's what makes it what it yeah. is. I got a question up front. Yes. Uh, are y'all team Pacino or De Niro? That's, in my opinion, a, you know, more of a... You got to pick one. Of a testament to this film is that, like, <laughs> mm. I was hoping that they'd both, like, get out somehow. Yeah, right. Like, okay, they're both going to get away. But as soon as they make, you know that one of them's not making it out. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because, like, if I'm going based on, like, how they treat people... Mm-hmm. Besides the fact that he's, you know, pretty ruthless, I feel like De Niro's actually more pleasant. Maybe, yeah. In some ways. Mm-hmm. In and some like ways. like, Pacino, like, with his wife, like, he has his moments, but he's also just, he's so hyper-focused on, you know, his job, and mm-hmm. that he just, he does, I think she says, like, we're, we are the mess you leave. In the wake, Like, yeah. as you mm-hmm. pass through. Right. Mm-hmm. And... And with De Niro, he's more disciplined and clean cut. Um, it's really hard to pick one. I feel like my gut's gonna say De Niro for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I I just 
we tend to, you know, if it's a bad guy does something well without, you know, yeah, being... Yeah, it's hard to be like, he's a terrible person. Right, yeah. Because, because also, like, if it would have gone his way, none of those guards would have died. Mm-hmm. He was going to try and keep the, everyone safe. Right. Then at the end, yes, he does. It, I guess in his eyes, it's more like, unless you get in my way or you do something that will make me hunt you down, I'm not. Right. I'm, I'm going to leave you alone. And Man has said that, you know... De Niro's character is essentially a sociopath, like who will do anything to yeah. get uh, the, the ends that he wants. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Pacino's character is certainly maybe a little bit more abrasive mm-hmm. uh, in his demeanor, but his ultimately his goal is to preserve life, right? Yeah. Like everything yeah. he does is sort of, um, m- yeah, maybe the methods are very, uh, f- you know, abrasive or a little bit. Sure unorthodox but essentially you know you know you can think of the scene where he's uh fishing natalie portman out of the bathtub yeah i was just i was i was thinking about that too and i was wondering like if if robert de niro was in that situation but he also knew that he had eight hours to get out of out of of dodge he probably would have left her in the bathtub you know because of his so i'm pacino personally yeah well Mm. go on but i do want to point out that i agree that that pacino's like main Mo is to preserve life, mm-hmm. but he had the chance to lock them up for about six months on breaking and entering, and he didn't. And then, like, like twelve cops just got mowed down True. out in the street. Mm-hmm. And I was expecting him to show some remorse for that, but it was like next morning he was like, "All right, we're back at the chase." You know, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a little interesting. But yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I don't think he's definitely blameless in yeah. uh, the stuff that happens to uh, other cops. I remember there's the there's a part where. He asks a cop who has like his arm broken. He's like, you okay? so "How you doing?" And he's like, "Oh, you know, I'm banged up." He's like, "Okay," and hangs up. Hangs up the phone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but like on that scene where he finds um, his stepdaughter and, mm-hmm. and that's like mm-hmm. that. That's there's a switch and a whole different like side of that character is mm-hmm. just comes out of and, like this. In, in that instance, he's not even questioning. He's like, "I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna mm-hmm. save her." Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Which he had already. Because I was thinking the same thing when I was first watching it, that it was like, okay, he's putting the pager away. you know. But honestly, he had walked out and he was like, he's gone. He's gone. He's not here. So yeah. he had already sort of like quit the chase yeah. by that point. So True. I'm not sure. True. Was it the fact that his his stepdaughter was bleeding out in the bathtub? Yeah. Or was it the fact that he was under he, the impression that the dude was gone anyways? Yeah. Right? Mm. Um, but anyway, yeah, but it, you know, it's, it's funny that... Because that, I, I mentioned like, De Niro's, he's cleaner, he's more disciplined, but it's that discipline that he broke right. that ended up being yeah, exactly. what cost him his life. You know, you can kind of point to um, the moment he decides to be with Edie as mm-hmm. uh, being the moment where he... Everything that led him in up to this point in his life is based on his principles. And the one time right. he breaks that principle, all of a sudden he feels this sort of need to self-sabotage. And, mm-hmm. you know, man compared... It's when he goes after... Wayne grow at the end you know he almost compares it to like a a guy being ahead of the craps table and yeah. knowing the dice are going to turn any minute um but, but still going after chasing it yeah. chasing that yeah. sort of you know um that feeling of you know that that high because he's on this sort of high that he's in a relationship and he's going to escape and right he made all this money and everything's going too well it's going too well yeah it's at the same time two of his i don't know if they were friends or I guess one was just like an acquaintance that he was in prison with at Folsom. But the mm-hmm. other guy, it seemed like they had been in the same crew for a while. Mm-hmm. They had just gotten shot. And he's like, ah, it's, That you know. is the Allstate guy, isn't it? Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. I thought so. Yeah. I was watching, I was like, that's the Allstate guy. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. What's funny is like, you know, I, I mentioned earlier how like 
we're dropped into this and we we are expected to 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 keep up with the film mm-hmm. and how I mentioned how people around me were like what was that what's going on when I saw him I was like he's gonna get killed <laughs> and I and I don't mean that it, in a way of like it was it was predictable but it was like somehow he's gonna get sucked into this because his girlfriend was like I'm proud of you yes when, yeah. when she said and I'm proud of you I was like something's gonna happen to I him. was like and it's and it's sad because <laughs> it speaks to like the system that he was in he was in a you know, he had, he was trying to get his life right, but just was thrown into this shit system where he was just mm-hmm. being taken advantage of and got pushed even farther to the brink. And then when he was given that chance because things were so bad already, mm-hmm. he was like, whatever. I think he deliberately paints with a wide, like there's a wide tapestry of characters to yeah. show that mm-hmm. the fact that there is this sort of uh, recidivism, like mm-hmm. where we are kind of, the cops are always chasing the, the criminals and the criminals are always going to prison, they're always coming back out. And there's sort of this sort of... Uh, idea that this these cycles can't break yeah um, yeah well it's it's funny too because like this film to me shows every type of criminal in a sense mm-hmm. that feels like a weird sentence to say but you have almost like the white collar like uh, yeah like mm-hmm. um de niro who is the best and does it because he loves it well like even, he even says when you say like, white collar you're also you can talk about uh van zandt true yeah who totally. is you know i think um, I but find he's it really f- yes. He's terrible at it. Well, I find it really fascinating how man clearly has respect for people who are good at what they do, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, he respects a guy like Neil who makes his own way in the world. Whereas you know the right. person who is clearly maybe the most detestable in this film is Van Zant, yeah. who uh, is you know a white collar criminal who Cocky hides in his office and, and you know yeah. tries to double cross Neil and you right. know ends up you know. It murdered in his beautiful mansion yeah. um, by um, the guy who... I thought know. it was hilarious when um, he, he's like, I'm talking to a dead man on the other side, on the other the end of the phone, right? Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, a couple scenes later, he's like in his office and the bed's set up. Yep. He's yeah, like papers he's everywhere. Like, he's, he's, he's got like the scruff. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. been living in his office. He's uh, clearly uh, disheveled. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I was saying, so you, you have him, but then you have De Niro, who is like the pro, mm-hmm. and then you have... The like career guys like Kilmer and I forget the other guy's name, but Tom Sizemore. Name is like Michael and mm-hmm. Michael Chirito. And then you have the scumbags, if you will, which is Wayne mm-hmm. Grove. the low life criminal. And yeah. then you have the ones who like turn to it for like necessity. Yeah. Like uh, I don't know if they give his name, but but the 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 cook, the mm-hmm. I'll say guy, mm-hmm. who are trying to get out, but because it's it's such a steep mountain for for them to climb it's an mm-hmm. impossible uh task so everything's rigged against that, them that they're yeah. pushed back into it mm-hmm. um and even when he was trying to do the right thing exactly he's like, this guy's doing things that i did time for exactly yeah, yeah. He's his like, boss like, is corrupt right. yeah. mm-hmm. um and then you know he like that's this sounds bad i didn't feel bad when spoiler de niro dies mm-hmm. it felt complete it felt like it was it was Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, in, you know, like it needed to happen. Like one of them was gonna die, but when the cook died, I was like, "Damn it, man! Like yeah. shit!" You know, like I was like, yeah. "Of course." Um, but anyway, I, I think it, it's cool to show how, and his crew has all of those characters in it too. It's not just, oh, we're just. I mean, he's the pro, and he has two guys who are seasoned vets. But you know, it's it's the it's the wild card, like Wayne right. that like sets the whole thing in motion and everything. Yeah. Um, but it's just, I thought it was interesting. Anyway. I'm rambling. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's, you know, we, he's very, we always talking about man as far as 
great men. You know, I think he's that's something that's he's preoccupied with in his work. I think he would have done a great uh, because he's from Chicago. He would have done great the Last Dance. Yeah. Um, you know, the exploration of Michael Jordan as a sort of uh, someone who is great at what they do, but it came at great personal cost to them. Um, yeah. I think the Last Dance was probably. Um, for me, a very mediocre ten-hour documentary. Yeah, I actually haven't <laughs> uh, even watched it. Um, but I think it does not. It does a bad because I think Michael Jordan was so involved, probably in the production and the the you know the nitty gritty of it that they can't ultimately get to the heart of what makes him an interesting person. They yeah. they get glimpses, mm-hmm. but I think you know that's something that man is preoccupied with, and I think is really fascinating well it's interesting as far as like what does it take to be great mm-hmm. you know like what is that i remember this is a little side tangent uh t- two things one on that same kind of note that, that you were saying with, with jordan the last dance i was just reading randomly about you know sasha baron cohen's because uh, he wanted to be freddie mercury mm-hmm. and isn't that his name the guy Borat? from queen no no well, no yes yeah no <laughs> the 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 freddie yeah, mercury sasha isn't that his Cohen, Yes, I know. Everyone is. <laughs> um, but he had worked on this script with somebody for lo- the longest time that was like apparently just like ruthlessly honest mm-hmm. and like leaned into all the highs, but all the very, very low lows and what it cost him. And apparently it was Queen who was like, eh, yeah, maybe that's why Bohemian Rhapsody do, sucks. Yeah, maybe, maybe don't show all of that. Right. But also, I was, I was the uh, movie. I was yeah, watch the movie. Yes, yeah. sucks. I watched this. It was this sequence of ads from Nike about finding your greatness and how, like, we ultimately define what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think with someone like De Niro's character, he's been so disciplined that he is the greatest at his yeah. job, but he gets a hint of, like, love, if you will, and he's like, suddenly everything, it's, he's trying to risk or yeah. break his discipline. And then you have Pacino, who has had three wives, mm-hmm. but can't find that satisfaction with that, and is still so driven. So it's just interesting. You know, yeah, like they're, each person, they're, so they're almost intersecting. Is like Neil is ascending, and Vincent is like sort of spiraling in yeah. his life, you know, yeah. where, um, yeah. It's, it's just really interesting. Anyway. Yeah. What did you guys? I felt bad for Ralph. Which one's Ralph? Ralph was the, like, side piece that um, Vincent's wife brings home. Oh, poor Ralph. Yeah. And then, and then Vincent's like, sit down, Ralph. <laughs> yeah. And then they're just like fighting. Although I kind of empathize <laughs> with he's like, you can't watch my TV. Yeah, no, I empathize <laughs> with him, but they were, just, they were both just like, sit down, Ralph. And then his wife, I can't remember her name, but she's like, and I had to lower myself yeah. or demean myself <laughs> by sleeping with Ralph just to get closure he's with like, you. He's like, I'm sitting right here. Yeah. 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 Ralph's that, right that, there, right? That one like throwaway line, I was like, damn, man, that hurts, <laughs> man. That sucks. Um, and then, uh, but I, so on those scenes, like when Pacino blew up, like his scenes, there's so, he's so good, man. Like when he went yeah. to see, yeah. was it Albert? Mm-hmm. Uh, Hank Azaria. Yeah, yeah. Where he's saying like, oh, you know, my brother is coming to this place whatever. And he's that whole scene where he's like talking to him. It's just so good. He's so over the top, but in a way that makes perfect sense. Right. You know, like, you know, so it's very, I mean, obviously those scenes where Pacino flies off the handle are very comedic. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, deliberately. So, you know, it'd be silly for me to see like, no, actually you're supposed to take that seriously. No, obviously not. But, uh, he does it for a very serious reason. And, yeah. you know, because w- him doing that is basically keeping everybody keep So a police informant, 
is all automatically like sort of in a very precarious position. Oh yeah. Right. So all the, 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 yeah, the, un, the more unsafe and the more unstable they feel, the more likely they will be to tell the truth. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the, his sort of unhinged behavior makes sense because it sort of throws everybody off guard. They're like, yeah. why right. is he joking with me? Yes. Is, you know, if I say the wrong thing, he'll just put me away. Yeah. Or he'll hurt somebody that it's I know. Genius, man, it's genius. It, it is. Really is. It, it's still it's hilarious to watch. You know him. You know, she's got a great ass. Yeah, it's hilarious to watch him bully people. But at the right, same right. time, yeah, you, it's for a reason that is you know maybe a little bit sinister. Right. I know? don't think there's a, there's a scene in the entire film, even even when he's face to face with Macaulay and like and then that in the ending chase, where I did not feel like he was in control. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. I felt like he constantly was steering whatever was happening in Vince, Vincent. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, I the mean, like the, the only time I can think of is when they. It's when he's at home, really. Well, when he's at yeah. home, one. But then two, when they get made because they're like out in that like junkyard or whatever. Yeah. And like pointing the, around the wharf or whatever. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and then he's like, "We've been made." But even with smile that, for the camera. Even know. with that, the way that he reacts to it, he's almost yeah. like there's almost this sort of respect right There's absolutely yeah. respect for mm-hmm. sure because he he keeps like even when he's by himself like to himself he's saying like this guy's good mm-hmm. like these guys are really good and it feels like he's like like that's what's getting him off or he's mm-hmm. like he's like oh this is gonna be fun like this right. is a fun mm-hmm. one um the only time where he, it felt like he was like not in control to me was when he found his stepdaughter and he right. was just like Oh, it's shit. really it's funny because yeah. you know you can feel the power dynamic change as soon as he steps in the door at his house, right? Like yeah. where automatically there, he doesn't have that. Uh, you know, as soon as he walk, like compare when he shows up to the crime scene, the initial ar- armored car robbery, mm-hmm. and he's like in complete control of that entire scene. Like right. it's amazing to watch, and then he uh, goes home and has an argument with his wife, and all of a sudden he started this very like receded like yeah. uh, almost like defeated kind of figure at home yeah um yeah so you and can kind of see it the environment really speaks to like how their characters are in their home environment mm-hmm. so like his house is very like messy and postmodernistic bullshit yeah, yeah. All, yeah. it's all the postmodernistic bullshit but it's also like the kitchen's all messy and everything yeah. and then robert de niro who his like motto is Crisp. like don't don't have anything that you couldn't walk away from in 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. He's got like these nice glass cabinets. There's like four dishes in them, yeah. like yep. in the whole thing, yep. you know. So he hasn't decorated Val or anything. Val Kilmer is literally crashing on his floor because yeah. he doesn't have any other furniture. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, in that uh, that scene where uh, he's like looking out the window and mm-hmm. he like drops his gun on the table and this is very beautiful sort yeah. of. It's actually shot. based on a painting. Okay. You know, like yeah. man saw this painting and it's like, I think it inspires the same feeling as the painting where you're sort of like, what is this guy thinking? Like, yeah. the Wayne girl got away, you know, he just met this girl and he's right. already, he's like, where am I going with my life? And it, I just love how um, Dante Spinotti was the um, a cinematographer and he's work with Michael Mann is so, so evocative. And mm-hmm. I think this movie is really good at visually being evocative as well as, you know, the script and the, the dialogue and the acting. What right. did y'all think of... Uh Valkyrie's character and like his, because he's the only one who gets away. Mm-hmm. He's the only one that gets away. I he thought it becomes was Iceman. Interesting because I watched. <laughs> cuts his hair. He cuts his hair. This is the prequel to Top Gun. <laughs> right? Yeah, Top Gun prequel. <laughs> um, I thought it was interesting. I watched like the the trailer for this movie mm-hmm. on IMDb or something like that, and it was like uh, Robert De Niro's character and his unhinged friend, and like there were a couple like 
brief moments where it felt like Val Kilmer was sort of like, you know, like he a wild card or whatever. He, he blows up on his girlfriend, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I'm willing to take the risk. The risk is worth the reward." But I didn't feel like he was unhinged. Yeah, uh, you know, Man has talked about how. In an interesting way, Chris is the least principled one. Uh, okay. He has least the least amount of code to his character. That's true. Um, yeah. And he's the one who gets away as a result yeah. because he yeah. can sort of mold himself to the situation where right. uh, in ways that, you know, maybe if De Niro saw that, you know, his his wife or girlfriend was trying to tell him to go away, that he would have confronted the cops or, you know. Right. Um, so it is interesting. You know, he is someone who's struggling with a gambling addiction. So he feels like he's in sort of this desperation mode. Mm-hmm. Um, his wife or he and his wife had a, a lot of t- rough times while he was in prison. Sure. And um, I did enjoy his character. I think he sometimes doesn't get as much screen time as I, as I wanted. Yeah. Um, but I, I think this, the last scene between him and um, Charlene uh, his wife, when uh, she kind of gives him the no, the like, simple blackjack, no, right, uh, is very sweet and heartbreaking at the same time yeah. because it's like something that she's doing out of love for him, but in a way, right. it's uh, he knows he can never see her again. Yeah, and it's it's like because she loves him, but also it's like they have their son, their child, yeah, who's like mm-hmm. you know, like and you know, because I was thinking about this too when I was watching it in a weird way. That's him leaving is saying like. I love you both. Like mm-hmm. I can't. Obviously, if he goes up there, then everybody's in danger. Yeah. Um. B- I mean, because early, I mean, in in that first scene when he wakes up on on the nearest floor, he's they're they're talking about her, and he's like, you know, it, everything begins and ends with her. Yeah. So it's you know we know that that's that she is what he, even though he, he has this gambling addiction, you know, like ultimately, like he does love her. Um. I thought it was great, you know, and and I think even though he doesn't have all the screen time and that that scene alone, his acting was incredible. Like it yeah. was just like, just, just the end, like the second she had with her hand, like the, his whole demeanor just mm-hmm. changed. And I thought it was really, really good. Yeah. I've very recently become a big Val Kilmer fan. Yeah. Yep. And he's, he's great. Yeah. He was doing this, I think as Batman wrapped. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I think he was doing either doing it. Um, yeah. As he was wrapping up Batman. So it was very, to go from the sort of, uh, whatever training you have to do to be Batman and then all yeah. of a sudden go to the gun range and fire assault rifles and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, what'd you guys think of uh, the bank robbery, the heist sequence? That was dope, man. Yeah. So that whole really sequence cool. was so good. It's very, yeah, super intense. Um, very intense. I love that score. That's where, I mean, so the shots and the framing and everything, just the whole vibe definitely gave me Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that whole sequence, I was like, oh, this is the opening to the Dark Knight. This mm-hmm. is great. You know, it was really, really good. Um, and as strange as it is, you know, I think we as a as a culture kind of I don't say like seeing this stuff, but like when we're shown like a pre- like a precise crime, mm-hmm. it's so fascinating. Yeah, it really is. We like, love it. Just, like, yeah. I know what you're I'm saying. I'm like, it's so cool to watch. You know, like I'm not saying go do it by no means, but it's right. So it's why we go to the movies. Yeah, yeah to yeah. be like, you know, like how in the very very first scene, you know, they had the the, the stopwatch. And he's like, okay, you got three minutes. And then when Patino comes in, he was like, they're running out under three minutes. So mm-hmm. he, everything has to pay off. Um, but it's just like how that all, and it was going so good, man. They were so close. Mm-hmm. You know, they were so close. Um, it was great. And that whole shootout, the whole scene was, was fantastic. That was intense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're on both sides of them. I don't know how they got out personally. Yeah. It was um, a lot. 
I got to see this in a theater last year. Yeah. And the way the guns sound in a theater, well, even on a good sound system at home, is really something. Like, yeah. uh, so they use like these sort of, I forget what they call them, but like these special kind of blanks that are like almost like full casing blanks, I think, or something okay. like that. So they are very loud and very yeah. precise uh, as far as like sounding like a gun. Mm hmm. And so a lot of the sound that they used in the final mix is from directly from the recording. I feel like it's so terrifying the way that the um, guns, I feel like guns don't sound like that in movies very often where it's literally yeah. echoing off these, because they're in the middle of downtown LA. So they're all these skyscrapers right. in the like, sort of empty feeling streets where like this sort of reverberation well, comes off the like building. Well, it sounds like you're hearing a gunshot. Yeah. Like in a city. Right. And it's very like, it's like a, like these almost like, um, horrific yeah. gun it like, is because gun it's blasts reverberating yeah. off the building it's not just like mm -hmm. a, a a stock gun sound yeah with them in la you hear it coming off the buildings and it makes it feel very real yeah it'd be terrifying mm -hmm. and i don't sure. think there wasn't any music not during think. that part yeah and that's i love those kind of scenes yeah it's just like if you just it's it's just it is like it's like you're there. There's mm -hmm. no like, oh, don't worry. There's some like suspense music. Oh, it's like no, like you're sitting in this watching it happen. Yeah. Side um, note. Yeah. Uh, Ethan and I were talking before you got here about me. Uh, you. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about. <laughs> oh fuck. Hunter's coming over. Hollis. Oh sh damn it, Hollis. Hollis. <laughs> no, we were talking about J horror, like a Japanese horror film, yeah, yeah. and how yeah. they utilize silence, and it makes it so much more terrifying. Yeah. We should do one in October. Yeah. Okay. Ethan's suggestion. Mm -hmm. I'm done. Pulse. We're doing cure. smile next month. Pulse. That's what Zach said. Yeah. <laughs> I have not seen the trailer for this. I've heard it's creepy though. Freaks out. Okay, we'll yeah. post that later. Yeah. Um, what else you got? Because you have sheets. I have. Yeah. yeah what I have would you like to notes. talk about? We've got about well, fifteen minutes before we need to try and wrap up. You know, I think it was. Well, we can probably cut this part out. That's no, fine. Mm. We can go a little over. Yeah. It's not a hard stop. <laughs> so yeah, this was originally a. TV pilot. This is actually oh. so he he Interesting. developed it into a TV pilot, thinking it possibly could be a TV show. This is man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, this would this would have been a really good TV show. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's interesting because you know some of the greatest films of all time started out as TV pilots. Yeah. Uh, Mulholland Drive. Uh, Dave from David Lynch was going to be his next project after Twin Peaks was over. Okay. Um, and eventually turned into uh, Mulholland Drive, the film, which mm -hmm. is one of the greatest films of all time. And yeah. then this one was, a, you know, it's like it turned into more like a movie of the week kind of thing. Once sure. they kind of fleshed it out, it, you know, even people who have who love Michael Mann and have seen it are like not huge fans of it. Um, this was also around the time that he was heavily involved in starting trying to start Miami Vice, the TV show. Okay. Uh, he also made uh, the the movie in 2006 with Jamie Foxx and Colin Farrell, which is excellent. Um, okay. Would highly recommend that one. Uh, but it, yeah, I mean, it's interesting how you can take, you know, that, that con just like it can be elevated so much through a better budget, a better cast. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, and just the right script and actors and yeah. make it more, you know, interesting i i feel like i'm i'm glad this is a movie yeah i no. think it would have been a great tv show but i also um i don't know I've, i feel like because they would have they wouldn't have been able to keep that 
cast for like well true <laughs> like three seasons but <laughs> I, I think of like i, don't I know mean nowadays i feel like if it was netflix yeah that's know. true that's true but i don't know if any of you have watched everyone kenobi um uh, i watched two episodes and i was done but like there's a lot where it's like this is doesn't need to be right this is just filler you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. it's a six hour event but it's like you could have done this in two and a half i think yeah. and, and been just as good if not better because it's been, been more focused I think what I'm thinking of, like you, you were talking about Heat 2 and all mm-hmm. the detail, both before this and after this, that's in that book. Yeah. But also, like, there are certain characters, and I, I realize that, you know, maybe the cook whose name is escaping me. Yeah, I don't even know if he's ever given a name. He might, he might not be named in the movie. I can look it up. Go on. Um, and Natalie Portman's character, maybe mm-hmm. there just to show that, like, these things affect... Like, it's not just between, you know, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. There are other yeah. things going on, right? But I would have liked to get... I w- specifically, Natalie Portman's character, I feel like she was in, like, three or four scenes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, you can tell something's going on with her. Mm-hmm. But I felt like that could have been more... F- but, again, it's a three-hour movie, right? Right. So, where do you put it? And yeah. So, things like that, if it was a TV show, that would have been interesting to me. You know, yeah. To see that, but. Yeah, I think... But maybe not necessary, because this is a... It is kind of functions perfectly on its own, and you know sometimes yeah. we, I think sometimes we get caught up in wanting to know too much about yeah, that's true. Uh, certain characters, like yeah. where we say we want, we say we want it, and then we get it, and we're like, oh, maybe oh, not. What was that? Yeah, it kind of <laughs> stuck. Yeah, like what happened to Obi Wan? Uh, well, oh. actually, we don't really care. Right. Um, Donald Breeden. Breeden. Okay. Yeah. I missed all what you said. Sorry. No, you're <laughs> fine. <laughs> I'm trying to find that. Um, this is. Not really adding anything, but I love it when a character in a movie has their name in real life, like Danny Trejo's character. Oh, yeah, he's Trejo. Trejo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, like, oh, see, that's that awesome. too. Is that so he, oh, I forgot about he, I was about to say he gets out. No, he doesn't. He does not no. get out. He's sad, dude. He gets a really sad death. Really um, one of the worst deaths in the yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. That was, but um, it was interesting to me. There were so many things before we can like wrap up. There were so many things that said, "Hey guys, don't do this bank heist. Mm-hmm. Like, just don't do it." Right. Which I mean, even even De Niro said like, with the heat on us like this, we shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And he even tells Mike, he's like, "You got a lot put away. Mm-hmm. Everything that you've got going on." But I he says the action is the juice for me. Yeah. Man. Like you know. Uh, and then like. Trejo, is he, 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 he can't shake him, so he has to bail. Mm-hmm. It's just like, just don't do this, man. Yeah. Just don't do this. You know, and it's, it's that going against, I think, what he would have usually done. Because in his mind now, De Niro's like, okay, well, I'm doing one more that I'm leaving. Right. Mm-hmm. And if, if he didn't have that in his head, would he have, have done this mm-hmm. deal? No, I don't think so. Right. Yeah. My only gripe with this film, and it's a plot gripe, is that... They so uh, what's his name? Uh, Wayne Grow. Wayne Grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they were they were gonna kill Wayne Grow like in this truck stop parking lot, mm-hmm. like truck stop diner parking lot. I don't understand why they did it there. And like that was Bob's the only big time, boy. Yeah. That was the only time that it felt like uh, uh, Neil like slipped up because he like looked up at the cop and then didn't realize that dude was like rolling under the car mm-hmm. or whatever, wherever to run away. Yeah. It was the only gripe I had, which I guess it needs to needs to. You need Wayne Grove for this plot, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it, it didn't bother me. It felt, it did feel like, um, how would he have gotten away that easy? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah he's gone. The only thing that like bugged me, which, which I mentioned was, I, for, for some reason to me, the, so the storyline of 
the romance with De Niro mm-hmm. was fine. For whatever reason, the chemistry between them, I didn't. It just mm. wasn't there for me. Um, I also feel like we didn't see them enough together to be like, because I wouldn't. She was like, when he was like, hey, first off, when she's like, you're a criminal, you're on the news, I see what yeah. you're doing, and he's like, come away with me, I'd be like, we've gone out three times. I don't want to know. So I don't know, one, how long it had been. Sure. You know, like maybe it was much more in depth than I thought. Um, Based on screen time, it seemed like two and a half dates. Yeah, yeah. So that for me was like, that's interesting. But I also was like, okay, you know, like he's, he might be, he's kind of wavering from his, you know. But at the same time, maybe it had been longer. Yeah, yeah, Because she was packing like from his place, right? At the end there, wasn't she like... I think so. She was like putting picture frames and stuff in a box to get ready to go to... Were they going to New Zealand? Where were they going? I think it was New Zealand. Fiji. Fiji, something like that, Okay. Somewhere somewhere away from here, right? And she was packing from his house, so it seemed like she was staying with him. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Um, That was... But but even that didn't like... It didn't... I say it bothered me. It, I, that's even that's probably giving it too much credit. It was mm. like I just had like a thought or two. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. But then mm-hmm. I was like, all right, yeah, sure, I guess it's fine. You know. I like the first scene when they meet because it's I such did like a, that a lot. um, it's so clear that Neil is so hostile to uh, relationships oh, uh, yeah. and attachments that. Why are you so interested in what I'm doing? Yeah, what I do he's like, I'm reading a book about metals. Like, mind your own business. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, he, she, you know he has to acknowledge her humanity and realizes that there's this sort of like barrier breaks down and literally mm-hmm. I'm watching the scene again the camera is on one side of them and then it it pans to the other side as soon as Neil he d- starts yeah it like still that. is as soon as that wall breaks down between them he's like oh okay I'm sorry yeah. like I didn't realize yeah um, I thought it was funny how like even when he like lets her in he's still very guarded in the sense where he's like I work I'm a in seller, metals. Salesman, yeah, metals. And he says, I work in metals. Yeah. I'm a salesman for metals. It's it funny because he probably just reads books about metals so he can realize how to break open exactly. a safe. Yeah, right, yeah. you know. Exactly. Um, but that 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 camera movement, I've started, which again, going back to Dark Knight, I've ever seen the scene. It was a scene with uh, um, Harvey Dent, Gordon, and, and Batman on the roof. Mm-hmm. And they're like figuring out this chaos stuff and this camera's spinning around and then when they mm-hmm. figure out their answer, it stops. Right. And so those kind of movements I think are really cool to be like, mm-hmm. hey, something's changed here. You can mm-hmm. usually using, vi- using visuals something to has changed. Complement what is yeah. happening on screen, I yeah. think is I think um, it's awesome. Is, is great. Yeah. It's really good. With the amount of times that they have like stakeouts on a roof. Just like with the binoculars, wouldn't you think that you're like in a skyscraper? You could just like look out and see like a bunch of men in suits like <laughs> on roofs. Uh, yeah, yeah, like you know what I mean. Like somebody like, else. Be yeah. like, who's that? Just like who? Who those? Who those dudes in suits? Just <laughs> like this guy crouched in the, on this rooftop. You also yeah. got to feel so bad for that one cop who like decided to squat down in the, <laughs> in the yeah. truck. <laughs> I'm surprised that he didn't get like blessed out. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, it just it's fascinating to me. Uh, my last thing, I think it's really cool to see the disciplines and how they like waver throughout the film, like slowly, yeah. you know, and ultimately, yeah. The, the fact that, you know, one man's wavering in his own discipline is what leads to that final confrontation. Yeah. And, um, which was so good. Yeah. It's, it's so great. Good. It's so tense. And also it's very, there's almost like a lack of catharsis when it happens. Cause you're like, you don't feel better now that one of them is gone. Yeah. But right. the, at the same time, there's this 
very sweet moment of like they understand that they are the only two people who pursue their goals in yeah. in the ways that they they can understand one another can understand yeah. like it's it is the emotional conclusion of that diner scene where yes. you know mm-hmm. they 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 start they talk about their dreams they talk about you know uh Vincent talks about how the fact that he is still haunted by the people who you know the murder victims that he's worked right. and then Neil has this dream that he's drowning He's you know, running out of time. He's running out of time because yeah. if you're a criminal, you're always living on borrowed time, right? right. And um, so it has this sort of very emotional conclusion to it. In a, you know, obviously it's very exciting because it's you know it's a shootout. You know, they're on this. Actually, when they were on in LAX, it was the week that the Unabomber threatened to bomb LAX oh. in '95. Um, but yeah, just the fact that you know, they, there's this yeah very sweet emotional conclusion to this you know, these two principled men having yeah. to come mm-hmm. to terms with the fact that, you know, they, they sacrifice everything in their life to feel like they have a higher experience of life, but yeah. what did it cost them? And then yeah. one mm-hmm. of them cost his life and one of them cost his marriage. And, and it's a very simple way. Just like holds out his hand. And there's anybody yeah. Yeah. like, like, because best of the best is bleeding out and he's, he's like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was watching hand. it, uh, he did that, and someone was like, "What is he doing?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." <sighs> and it's like they don't say anything. He's just yeah. like, you know, like, I, "All right, I got you." You, you understand, know? yeah. Um, uh, but it was I that was great. Did and they that, watch the whole movie with you? Yes. So well, I mean, they well, might good have dozed for them. Off. They might. I think a few of them dozed off, but they sat there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that last scene where he's hiding behind one of the blocks and like mm, the shadow, it's shot mm. in such a way where I was like, I don't know where he is either. Yeah. Like I was like, I have no idea where he is, and it was right. so good. It was so good. Yeah. I really loved it. I loved it. Anything else? How are we doing on time? That's a good way to, I think it's a good place to leave it. Yeah. I mean, if there's anything else real quick that you want to uh, mention, mm-hmm. by all means. I think I got um, through a lot of good stuff here. We, uh, we try to, if this would have been a year and a half ago, we would have been talking for two hours, but we try to <laughs> keep it a little more concise. Um, okay. Well then, Ethan, we have to ask you the ever important question. Uh, but is heat good? Um, hard to say about everything I'm, because of everything that I've said already, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, yeah, it's pretty good. You said top 10 for you. Top like 10. All 10. Yeah. No, all time. All, all time. 10. All 10. <laughs> all 10 of them are heat. Top 10 for two heat. heat. Top time 10, all <laughs> win. <laughs> My top 10 is heat. Yeah. Zach, how about you? Is, is yeah, it's, good? it's wonderful. Yeah. I think it's very, very good. That's a great one. It's definitely a classic. Um, but you know what that means. Um, there's people out there who think it sucks. So right now it's sitting at, on the ever-important Rotten Tomatoes, 88% certified fresh. 88? 88%. That's, that's low. That's, 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 low. that's the critic score. Still. Audience rating is 94. Right. Uh, but let's jump right into Every Movie Sucks. Mm-hmm. So we're going to read, and we'll see how you react okay, to these, yeah. see what you think. Um, I'm trying to get too angry. We were talking because me and Zach don't have letterbox, and you actually do. Yeah, have yeah, I'm always on there. Um, this is a half star from Inroth69, just a shitty GTA Five clone. Okay. <laughs> I get, it's funny that you can, you can see the, the the DNA of a lot of Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Well, I mean, like, yeah, Grand Theft Auto steals a lot from 
everything, but especially yeah. heat because it's a, you know there's a lot of things that are on. I think GTA Five has like a lot of heists. Yeah, you know, or sequences. Just go play Vice City. I mean, it's yeah, literally. It's, I mean, Miami Vice. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's <laughs> always interesting to me when someone says this is a clone of something that came after it. I mean, you know, people it's, it's like write troll reviews all the time yeah, too. Yeah, so. but it's also it's like fair point. It's 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 just like music to me where it's saying like, um, I'm trying to think. Uh, it's like saying the Black Rose are the clone of the no. It's like saying the Rolling Stones are the are a clone of the Black Rose. Mm-hmm. It's like you have that backwards. Like you have to recognize where things come from. Saying, um, I don't know. Let's let's pick saying this is a clone of the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm, is yeah, like kind of funny. You don't know film, right? Yeah. Um, Zach, do you have one? Put every with put everything in its context and in its yeah. In its yeah. time period, right? Um, I have a. I'm looking through the critic reviews and the the negative reviews from the critics. Mm-hmm. It seems like they're just not Michael Mann people. You know. Yeah, I mean? and I think that's that's fair. I guess like he doesn't work for everyone emotionally. I think. So here's here's one that says uh, I admire Mann's emotional commitment and his sense of style, but it also grates on me. Yeah, I can totally see that. As far as like I could, there are movies of his like where uh, like I think of Miami Vice where. Mm-hmm. There's this very technical sort of language in the like the police procedural aspects, but there's also yeah. like this whenever there's romance involved, it's almost like this sort of overly sentimental cheesiness to it. Okay, and yeah. for, it, for me it works, but I, I, for other people I could see why it wouldn't. Yeah. But uh, this is from Diego Garrido, half star, awful movie, two and a half well two hours fifty minutes uh, wasted, a great cast for an over simple movie. Hmm. Can't believe is even people who like it. That's okay. okay. Well, I mean, like, okay, it's your time you wasted. So, <laughs> uh, Jocko says characters are tropes and cliches. Everyone is a tough guy. Remember, yeah, this came out a year after Pulp Fiction, which raised the bar well above where this poorly written one is at. Interesting. You know, I think there's that sort of maybe like fetishization of like, wow, the fact that the script doesn't move linear. Like right. That's you know like the yeah, <laughs> I th- or it's like oh it acknowledges that this is a movie right right like where I think yeah th- that but that's what a Tarantino movie is it's not what a right you know every movie yeah why would you go watch any non Tarantino film and expect it to right unless there's a bad a, imitator right yeah right uh Zach here's one for you okay um, cool. this is half star from Stoom it's even worse than Scarface. What? Yep. Uh, here's one. Um, it's better than Scarface. This this sounds like a troll because they can't be serious. That offends me twice because I think this is better than Scarface and yeah. Scarface this is, is good. Yeah. Uh, forgot all about the rest of the film, but the diner scene might be the worst scene in in, in movie history. Okay. What? That's from. Uh, That's troll. Jujo yeah. Dine. That's probably troll. Here's one from Paul. And this specific. This one's a, uh, like a little polite, but still. <laughs> so it says. <laughs> Bless you. Bless Excuse you. Me. I can I can handle I am, a polite review. Blessed. Well, this is polite, but still not. So let me just read it. It's just a bit shit. <laughs> <laughs> Actors look silly as script is not even poor. It's just a little bit fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that one actually was funny, at least. Yeah. It's just a bit shit. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit uh, shit. <laughs> this one, last one uh, uh, for me. Uh, this says half star. It wasn't very hot. I disagree. It's in LA, punny. so it's hot. Punny, so mm. punny. <laughs> Two biggest actors of many generations with a poor storyline, just really not worth the credit. See, I, 
I thought the storyline was wonderful. And yeah. a lot of the negative reviews that I've seen have been about the story specifically. I think when I'm not trying to be condescending to anybody, but I feel like when someone just doesn't like something, they can't they can't say why. They just automatically revert to story. revert to the story. Yeah. Like if you don't have the language to unpack why you didn't like something, mm-hmm. you may just revert to the story because like, oh, it was just dumb. Like I've, I've probably done that. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I think when, you know, if you guys have been myself included have spent a lot of time thinking about why we don't or do like movies and i right. think that's what the value of a critic is is to say they un- unpack why somebody didn't like something or mm-hmm. pa- unpack why someone did like something so i think you know maybe you just revert to the story or like the act there were the acting was terrible and it's like, yeah. what do you mean by that? Like, or yeah. the scene with the diner was really bad. How, why? why did you think it was bad? You know, and it's just something that, you know, not everybody has vocabulary to unpack why they like or don't like something. It's like there was some, this was months ago. It was like six months I think ago. I'm thinking of the same thing. But you going. were talking about a movie and you were like, this is just so highly stylized. And you kept saying that. And I was like, can you please like explain? Because you just keep oh. using that word. Yeah. But it's not Elvis. It's very stylized. It was, not, it was not Elvis. It was something, it, like I said, this was months ago. But you just kept saying, this is so stylized. And I was like, please. Elaborate. I feel like it might have been RRR. But, like, I mean it in a good way. Maybe. I mean it. And I know you meant it in a good way. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is another very stylized movie. I think, yeah. It is. Stylish, Um, but also sometimes people can can either elevate the style as, like, being wise on these good, Mm -hmm. or, you know, it it detracts from it. And in this, you know, in Michael Mann's movies, I think they only, the style only elevates the substance. Right. I think there's especially. like a, a a top limit for me. So like, I like style a lot of style, but yeah, you like a lot of style. I, I loved Elvis. I know you okay. didn't crazy so about it. Yeah, Elvis is a bit much for you. Elvis is a little bit too much style. A lot of style. Mm-hmm. A lot of style. A lot of also my ADD when you've got when you've got uh, like sixteen a, screens on screen, right? And they're yeah. all in motion. None yeah. of them are like just still images. And but they, it also goes on for like two minutes straight. Yeah, my brain's like I don't. I, I know. <laughs> help. I, I think that. someone you know, help. <laughs> It's weird that, like, I think uh, a lot of people are, you know, sort of anti-Boz Lerman, but I think it's hard because or I was very anti-Michael Bay, you know, for a long time. I didn't like his movies, okay. but, you know, it's hard because, like, I feel like a lot of mainstream releases have so little style that if you get a Michael Bay movie, then you, like, oh, wow, there's actually somebody put thought and effort into the, yeah. the way and this is directed. That's very fair. So mm-hmm. there's so many heartless, <laughs> soulless yeah. movies coming out that Elvis had a lot of heart. And yeah. it had, you, you can tell that he he put his heart and soul into in, into the direction and of that film. There's movies that look the same. They all look the same. Mm-hmm. Everything yeah. looks the same. Especially with Michael Bay as such a signature visual style, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And same with Boz Lerman. And I think yeah. it, it just makes a difference when you're... That's why I liked Doctor Strange probably more than you did is because I was yeah. like, oh, there's something visually interesting happening here. See, with that, though, I wanted more of it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I wanted yeah. more of, like, Raimi. I wanted oh, yeah. more Raimi than I I got. wanted more, no doubt. It was just one of those things where it was like, I'll take what I can get. That's my mm-hmm. thing. In the Marvel movie. And we can kind of segue into the shindigs, uh, is that with Marvel, like, I'm like, I'm tired of seeing half, like, half... Half-assing it. Creative movies. Yeah, exactly. You're like, well, this is this has sprinkles of Raimi, but I wanted to see w- Raimi make a oh, movie. Oh, no, we're going to talk about comic book movies again. But, um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not oh, directly We were talking about that guys. with the shows right when you walked in, too. Was yeah. It actually it feels half-baked. Half we, we, we have some news. <laughs> right. But. Well, I mean, like, so this, you know, I think there's this sort of divide in the Marvel community that I've seen 
where they're saying, well, what is this phase adding up to? Because before this phase of movies, they were saying, well, why you should just give directors movies and let them do their own thing. So they gave Chloe Zhao Eternals. They gave Taika yeah, Waititi. Did they, did they really? I agree with that. Like because they like, didn't really actually yeah. give them a whole lot to do, but and now, but now Marvel fans are complaining like, oh, these movies are just movies and they don't add up to anything. It's I, like I don't know how you felt about Shang Chi, but I, I really did not enjoyed care. it. I didn't watch it. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't watch anything great. up until Marvel uh, Doctor Strange. It is the least connected to any of the other films in my right. opinion there's like, like there's like a scene trevor is yeah. the only thing that's trevor, connected and then the very end wong shows up and that's it yeah okay um my deal with the marvel stuff oh, first of all on shindig shindig yeah shindig 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 news with marvel so i watched i've so i've watched let's see what i've watched in the shows i've watched wandavision i've watched loki and i've watched moon knight um, and I watched the Winter Soldier one too with Falcon. He's Damn. been pulled in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> I also I didn't watch Hawkeye. I didn't watch What If. I haven't watched Miss Marvel. Okay. Um, I'm probably not going to watch She Hulk. Um, Winter Soldier. That was literally just a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, WandaVision and Moon Knight were very different until the third act. Just like Shang Chi. Yeah, yeah. To me, was really interesting. Third act just like. Monsters, CGI, yeah. sky beams. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's I'm, the what's the shindig? What? What's the shindig? The what? This? Yeah. He's doing oh, news. news. Oh but yeah. I'm gonna like. Seg- I'm, I'm okay. Gonna, I'm like, where is it? Where um, are we going? Uh, so Ethan's I, done talking about this. I really shit. don't like. I, I one. I'm not, I'm not qualified <laughs> to talk about it. And two. But no. But yeah. I'm, I'm I'm gonna lead in because there's a bunch of like, you know, Warner Brothers in DC is just a complete dumpster fire. Yeah. Um. Because they're, I'm good. glad both are a dumpster fire they're, now. But they're going no. backwards now. So <laughs> for, for no, I mean Marvel's. I don't think I don't think it is, there's any cri- crisis with Marvel. I think people there's okay. this sort of manufacturing this sort of panic about. Oh, actually, the last couple of movies weren't received as well as the freaking Avengers. Yeah, and they're fair. still building up to stuff. You know, like I mean, I'm just they're gonna have the best Marvel or bored. Captain Marvel. <laughs> I mean, I am. I mean, I, but I've been bored for since Endgame. But yeah, um, I know a lot of people that have been heavily invested in the Marvel universe that are getting bored that are yeah. that they are, say that and then they'll be right back as soon as something Well they're going to go to all the movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but they're not into like it. Like when I heard the Thor Love Love and Thunder sucked, I was like, okay, well they won't watch it. <laughs> but a lot of people heard it sucked and went anyway. Yeah. Yeah. My thing is that I so real quick, DC's like going backwards where they for for a while were like, "Hey, we're just going to make movies." Sure. And now they're like, "Just give me have a 10-year plan. I'll get there in a second. Um I'm tired of watching a movie only to see what's happening in three years. Yeah. I'm saying yeah. like, I haven't seen a post credit scene where I've been excited. I remember, I remember watching, uh, it started with, um, Eternals and it was my boo, Harry Styles. And I was right. like, I don't care. That looked mm-hmm. I was like, horrible. I don't care. And yeah. then the, sorry, but the one with Charlie Theron at the end, Dr. Strange, I was like, I, could it's pretty less. goofy. I, yeah. This looks like a cosplay. Like yeah. it looked awful. Um, I so actually didn't see that one. It was, I had to leave the theater. Horrible. It looked so bad. <laughs> um, but so, you missed the one with Bruce Campbell, though. But you, you, like those are like okay, funny. Like, that's, that's right. fine. But like I just I don't know. I'm tired of being like okay. Like this is this movie doesn't really matter. But like. This one thing will matter in four years. The, like, so something that, that I was watching some footage from Comic Con, and one of my favorite things was that um, 
uh, Bruce Campbell was talking, they were interviewing about his character in Doctor Strange, and they were like, so what's his thing? You know, and then he's like, what I would do if I was in Bruce Campbell's shoes, and I think he is doing this. He's like deliberately talking up the fact that his character is like secretly a like some crazy all-powerful yeah. being or something like that, mm-hmm. and then just like troll Marvel fans and be like, actually, uh, you know, he's more powerful than Doctor Strange yeah. and all this stuff. And it's <laughs> like he, he, he was like, yeah, I've got like a five film like maybe. <laughs> yeah. back it's just so fun. Like I, that's what I would do. I would just like lead on Marvel fans and be like, <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm super powerful, and you know, you're gonna he find is, out what happens to me. And it's gonna shake up the hierarchy. Yeah, the shake up the hierarchy of the Marvel universe. Oh my gosh, you're using the rocks Fuck that. <laughs> I hate. We talked about Black Adam. <laughs> we. I don't want to. I don't um, want that movie to exist. Okay, so we'll, I'll go ahead and power through this stuff <laughs> yeah. real quick. So the DC, no, the Warner Brothers Discovery fiasco. We're shaking up the hierarchy right, of the yes. DC universe. So they are apparently they're merging HBO and Discovery Plus, which no one's excited yeah. for, and they said that they're going to... I am. Really? No, I just like 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> they have they have a universe. I don't know if you know that. Literally. Yeah, no, I watch every week. No, like, no, I'm saying, like, literally in their, like... Yeah, like, their little board, the like little corporate slideshow. Like, like, graphics that yeah. showed 90 Day Fiance universe. Yeah. Um... And they said it that is crazy because like every like as soon as one ends the next one begins mm-hmm. yeah. so it's like a it's never ends so the rumors that they're gonna get they're getting away from scripted shows on HBO they're right. gonna go towards reality shows mm-hmm. which I personally think it sounds awful mm-hmm. um, so that's happening and then they said that they are that they have a ten year DC films plan mm-hmm. that is modeled after Marvel right which they've been looking for their Kevin Feige good for us because we get ten more years of this, just just world building well I mean like. This, these weren't going away. No, no, that's it, fine. But know. I was, I was starting to be a fan of just like them making. Hey, here's a just here's here's a good movie. Make it's a Batman. Good yeah. movie. Batman's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, which apparently the Batman actually two actually actually technically hasn't been greenlit. Some people are going to be worried that that's going to get axed because Batgirl got shelved. Um, I, I don't think so. I mean, well, I wouldn't think so either. Yeah, because they're that they're going it, it made a lot of money. They're they're doing Joker too with with God. Oh Hall, right, yeah. Um, which is going to be October of twenty twenty four. Shoot I believe. me in the head. Which is going to be the um, first a musical. I think it's going to be a musical, but Joaquin Phoenix is not doing not sequels, sequel right? Yeah. So we'll see. He backs up the Brinks truck. Who cares? Like, like <laughs> I mean, uh, true, yeah. like it made a billion dollars. My friend Matt said this, and I totally agree with him. It was mm-hmm. like the. The shitty part about Joker 2 is that it's going to be bad. Yeah. But it will get praised for the attempt. Sure. It will say, wow, they tried that. Because that's exactly what happened with Joker was that it's a dog shit movie, but it, because it pretends to be like a better taxi movie, driver. it pretends to be like the King of Comedy or yeah. Taxi Driver. Mm-hmm. People gave it credit. Because, yeah. wow, somebody tried something. Yeah. And it's like it's not a good movie. Well, that's the world that, that, that we live in now. Yeah, exactly. Because like, if you like, just pretend, it, it's just you know, like what you're saying cool. about when a film that has any sort of style right. comes out, it's so polarizing because it's like this is not normal. This mm-hmm. is something different. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so on that note, here's what I have. I'm going through real quick. Uh, apparently, they changed the post credit scene to Black Adam to something. I don't is, know. What is it this is. news? I'm sorry, Hunter. I, hold on. <laughs> apparently, The Rock is becoming a DC advisor. Uh, I'm not. I'm not surprised in the Gal, slightest. Gal Gadot apparently she's gonna be a cameoing in multiple films. Uh, Get her out of here, man. The like, rumor she's now awful. is that Warner Brothers now has been approaching Henry Cavill to come back to Superman, but now he's saying no. So who knows? <laughs> uh, 
and then Idris Elba said that he's coming back as Bloodsport and something. Probably, oh my probably peace What is Bloodsport? He's from Suicide Squad. He's he's from James oh, Gunn's Suicide Squad. Oh, I didn't see that James one. James Gunn's yeah. Suicide Squad. Uh, and then Ezra Miller just got charged with burglary, mm-hmm. but the Flash felony bur- burglary. Apparently, they are dis- they have three plans. This is what came out. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's true. The first one is Ezra Miller uh, comes out. They do a little bit comes of press. out and like does some press, but also comes out and talks about how he's trying to get help, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Second one is they that the film comes out and they don't let him do any press. Third one is is that they completely cancel the film. It's funny because so I think we'll apparently the the feedback has been so positive to the actual movie. Yeah, which is not which. <laughs> on that same note, apparently Batgirl got the same reaction, uh, test screen reactions as Black Adam, which and looks, but also stars The Rock, so probably they're, they're not going to shelve right. it. Yeah. So uh, that's DC right now. Okay, um, what do you want to happen? <laughs> what do I want to happen? Yeah, what do you want to happen? I to don't the give Flash? a shit anymore. Wait, on, That's not true. On, wait, on, on what? On, on uh, with the Flash. What do you want to happen with the Flash? Because it matters, <laughs> right? Because it's supposed to be this sort of big shakeup. Well, see, but now mm-hmm. they're saying that it's not because Ben Affleck came back to film scenes for Aquaman two, which apparently was supposed to be for Michael Keaton. Okay. So it looked like it was going to reset everything, but now the rumor that I saw, and I know that you'll love this, mm-hmm. is that the new head of Warner Brothers Discovery has chosen the Snyder Cut canon. I thought he chose the opposite. No, the Walter Hamada said that Snyder Cut's not canon, and apparently this new guy's come back and said, oh. we want to go down this road. Apparently he's trying to get... I, I heard it was better, get, but I don't, get, I don't still care. Was better. Yeah. Snyder Cut was better. Was just, it was just also very bloated, and it's it's Zack Snyder. It's very stylized. It's very yeah. it's his vision. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's much better than what we got. He's one I've not been able to... Um, come around to. It's you mean like Sucker Punch? It's, I mean, like... I, you know, I like I've come around to like Michael Bay. I've come around yeah, to yeah, like yeah. Baz Luhrmann, like people like that. But I just can't bring myself for Zack Snyder. Sucker Punch was it. awful. I was I was joking. No, I I, <laughs> I had a guy who was like that was his favorite movie. Really? Yeah, and I was like, huh. okay, you know, I mean, I I, res- I respect it. You know, it's like, yeah, people are consistent at least. I I want more movies like the Batman. Yeah, and I. It was nice to have a movie that wasn't connected to anything. Yeah, and they're yeah. talking about doing like a Val Zod Superman movie, which I think would be tight. Um, I'm cool with them trying stuff. Just do it. Just do it. I don't know. I yeah. don't... I Look, I loved... I think Henry Cavill could be a great Superman. Um, I even think Ben Affleck could be a great Batman. I think that they've given, been given some really shit scripts. I also... the the It's been 10 years... Man, it still came out 10 years ago. Like, yeah. we can get somebody else, man. Like, I don't... Zack Snyder, you mean? No, no. I'm, I'm saying, oh. like, we don't have to have Henry Cavill. Like, just just, just make good movies. You sure. know what I want? Just make good movies. You want it all to end. I, I do want it all to end. I want I want all the, the giant connected universes to just get, like, sucked into a black See, hole. that's the thing, is, like, I would rather... Because... And, because I, I, would like, I would like the Flash to be, like, the Flash breaks the rules... Like five minutes in, he breaks the rules. Everything gets sucked. He into is a breaking black the hole. rules. That's why he's arrested. <laughs> right. He get, everything gets sucked into a black hole, and then like someone just comes on the screen and says, "Go watch an indie film," and then that's, that's it. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing is like, I, I, I said something, and this is a hot take. Look, because because there are some films from Marvel that I do really love, and I I'm a DC fan. Like I, the, as far as characters are, right, yeah. are concerned, but I remember I told my uh, brother-in-law, I was like, the re- the reveal of 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 Riddler in the Batman was better to me than almost any Marvel movie. Yeah. That that literal like that shot 
to me was better because I was like, because it had someone's fingerprint on it mm-hmm. and it had a yeah, style yeah. and it had a, like an intent. Um, I, I love comic book movies, but I want them to be movies. I don't, I'm tired of watching just the factory just turn stuff yeah. out. And I'm, I'm becoming so cynical DC about... DC is going to become that. I'm, yeah. I'm becoming so cynical about intellectual property just being like monetized into the ground. And so like... I, so well, much to give I, Michael well, Mann another movie. Here we go. Look, okay, so we're getting a live-action Pac-Man. <laughs> Was that a shindig? Uh, yeah, so here, here's, here's, here's the rest of... <laughs> it's time for the shindig. Here's the rest of the news. Getting a live-action Pac-Man. The big thing from Marvel that we saw, Daredevil's yellow suit. Don't care. What? Uh, oh, yeah, then, he did wear a yellow suit And one then time. we're getting Sonic the Hedgehog 3. Yeah. Uh, do you guys like Sonic? And I haven't seen any of them. Oh, I saw... I actually heard that they actually weren't that bad. They're all right. Um, Second and one then was good. So uh, Stallone. Stallone is really pissed about they're doing a Drago spinoff. Drago spin-off. Well, yeah. So Erwin Winkler is the producer who, behind Rocky and Goodfellas, a lot yeah. of classic films, and he mm-hmm. has kind of retained rights to the franchise yeah. in a way that you know Stallone directed the original film. Like yeah. he's been involved with every movie since then, and I think they're trying to do this as a way to shut him out of okay. and, you know the a production role. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's the reason he's upset about it. Like it's not necessarily like. The fact that they're doing it, it's yeah, the fact that he's being shut out. Well, exactly. his, his quote was like, he's like, they're exploiting this thing that I made, which maybe they Right, are. yeah. I, I mean, know. he directed, I th- he think he, he was not involved just one. In, he was involved in Creed 1, right? He's been, I, I didn't see the second one. I think he was also. In the second one? I don't remember. I didn't anyway, see the second one. So, but it's more to that, that, that point where it's like, it's just, it's stuff that we've seen before. We're just getting more of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and like, if they're good, then great. But it's like. I don't know, like we're getting... Creed was one of those instances where I wasn't a huge fan of it, but I, I think it was one of those times when like you actually used IP to you know create something that was meaningful. Well, right? yeah. yeah. Well, that's like I, we both love Top Gun Maverick. Oh, yeah. Y'all are talking about Prey, mm. which apparently like actually did uh, the Predator It should have been in theaters. Like some, Prey, some, yeah. Some justice. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we're getting that 90s show now. Like all these things, it's just the same mm-hmm. stuff over and over again. So I personally. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, they're trying to fill out these streaming services that no one yeah. wants. You know, like um, they're trying to get reasons for people to sign up. But I don't know. To your point, like the big, big like IP stuff. Because like at the Warner Brothers thing, the dude, I don't know his name, the head guy. Was Zaslav like, or whatever. He was like, he was like, we're going to focus on. And he was like, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. And he was like, these are a big three. And it's like, no shit, man. But like make a good movie. I don't know. Yeah, and then the last bit of news, uh, actually, have two things now because um, uh, of what happened a few days ago. But uh, we lost a couple of people, which is Olivia Newton-John mm-hmm. uh, passed away, and then Anne Ash passed away. I think it was was it Friday. Well, there was like she was in a horrible wreck, wreck a week then, ago, and then they kind of I think declared her brain dead yeah. a couple of days ago. So we lost uh, some actors, um, but that's so it's a sad way to end it. But that's yeah. all my shit, all my no, all my news for the week. Just say like all your shit, all my shit, all shit. I didn't have that it's many because I was at the beach. But okay, it's okay. time for Zach's brave minute. I have good news and I have bad news. Oh no, the good news is the Braves have won. Yeah, the Braves awesome. won. Three awesome. Uh, the bad news is the Mets are up six to nothing in the top of the night. <laughs> Shout out Peyton. He went to the game today. Yes. I bet he had a good time yep. in Miami. Um, do you know how they took the lead, or did you? Uh, I know that I got one they result. scored a run. I got they, they scored more runs than they than they yeah, gave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael Harris. I know that there was a wild pitch and Matt Olson ran in. So that's, that's he's cool. Slow. That's good. He's pitch. slow. He doesn't have a. Single. It was uh, Michael Harris tied it in top of the ninth with a home run. Oh, cool. Cool. They scored all, all three of their runs on top of the night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Vaughn Grissom 
Yay. Is he's a he's, he's raking. A, he's a rookie. He's like 21 years old. What does he play? Uh, second base. Second right base. Okay. So Ozzy Albies is out with a broken foot. Right? Oh, okay. And uh, we, we didn't really have much production at that position. There was, it was kind of shaky defensively. This this kid it was in like double. I don't even think he's in triple A. Double A, yeah. He's double A. He came straight up to the majors, and he's he's hitting like 400 right now, which yeah. is good. First hit was a home run. First hit was a home run. He has like two or three home runs now. Already, yep. maybe two. I don't know. Anyways, he's playing very well. Uh, Michael Harris is also Michael Harris is the I think he's still the youngest player in the majors right um, now. Those two are the two youngest players. They're the, the two youngest. Yep. Okay, I thought wow. there was someone in between them. Not but Harrison Harris. Have you guys ever see Bull Durham? No. It's great. I actually watched it this year for the first time. Okay. Um, I'm not a big baseball person. Yeah. Um, I like baseball fine, but um, baseball has some really good movies. Uh, like about made about baseball. Yeah. And Bull Durham is about um, you know, uh, Kevin Costner uh plays a guy who's been in the minors like. A long, long time. Okay. And um, Tim Robbins is like the hotshot pitcher who's trying to get his way to the to the majors. Yeah. The young guy. Um, it's very. Uh, it's a funny comedy, but also it's like it's it's a very sort of poignant view of like uh the minor leagues of sports, yeah. like what it means to be a minor leaguer and how like sort of thankless that life is. It's like almost being in purgatory, you know, yeah. like yeah. this this sort of purgatorial feel to it. But it's also like a romantic comedy. Susan Sarandon is um, okay. the love interest, and she sort of divides her attention. It's like a love triangle story. Yeah. Okay. I'd recommend it. I would we'll say, it you out. know, it's a, it's a fun movie. Cool, cool. Yeah. Well, Zach, that's very brave. <laughs> it's the bravest thing I've done all week. Wonderful. Ethan, you wanted to have a shindig? Do you have anything you want to talk about? Um, is your chance. If you want to talk about anything, literally anything, yeah. for um, a couple minutes. It's your platform. <laughs> I'm trying to do movie TikToks. Um, okay. Yeah, TikTok I'm just having fun. Struggle, man. TikTok, yeah. I hate it, yeah. I mean, I, I've just been doing it for fun. It's not something I'm trying to take seriously. Like, I don't have a brand to promote or yeah. anything. What's but your username? I follow you. Uh, Ethan C. Williams, forty-seven. Nice. So okay. everyone wants I'll to follow right my. There were forty-six other, or is it? Uh, it's my favorite number. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to do like you know I have a collection of movies I want to show off and I like talking about movies. I'm doing like a little AFI August project where um I have eighteen movies on the AFI top 100 that I haven't seen. Okay. So I'm going one by one and reviewing all of them. Oh, wow. Um, I've already gotten three down, so... You have been um, followed. Awesome. Thank you. And if... Yeah, people can follow me if they want to. But, nice. um, yeah, so I'm excited to finish that project and, yeah. Cool. Watch some more movies. Uh, whiskey Shots. Uh, whiskey's actually doing pretty good. Whiskey... So Because you, you spent the last week with her, didn't you? Yeah, I, I animal sat two cats, two dogs for, for you while you were on vacation. Yes. And she had a couple days where she didn't seem like she was feeling too hot. Then I finally got her to take her pain medicine, mm-hmm. put it in the, the wet food, mix it up. Yep. She was eating it up, you know. And she seems... She, when I left yesterday, she seemed to be doing great. Yeah. She's not moving... She hasn't moved, moved uh, a ton since we've been home, but she's just been chilling. She's come down a little bit, uh, but she's been stretching out, flipping around. Yeah. Uh, we explained to you yesterday when I saw you that she has this big old... Tumor. Hole. Yeah. <laughs> In her side. Wound. Um, sure. Yeah. Her tumor like ruptured. Um, and it's just looks disgusting. It's like a crater. Yeah. But it's all scabby and it's dry, mm-hmm. which I was texting Trey today. Uh, and he was like, I hope no mean, one's eating right now. What? I'm really listening. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, he was saying, as long as it's not like oozing, it's, it's fine. It's just, yeah, it's not, it hasn't been oozing. Because the skin is, uh, is over a tumor, it might not like heal all the way. Yeah. Okay. Um, but she's purr and eaten. Use the restroom, walk around. Good. Yeah, so she's good, 
It is very sad. I know that it's coming, but as of this moment right now, she's doing good. I feel like she's already, and not to get you know too ahead of ourselves, but I feel like she's already gotten past what they gave her. As far as I thought, I feel like they were like they gave her maybe well, like three months. So and Trey, I feel like it's been three Trey months. Trey said three to six. Okay, and the doctor that we saw said like two. Well, I feel like it's been like three, it's, hasn't it's it? It's been two and a half. Okay, she seems. I haven't seen a decline in her. Yeah, she's in fact, behaving pretty normal. In and fact, you can touch a, it. She, you can touch it. You can put your finger right on the scab, and she's like. Okay. About a month ago, I thought she was acting kind of funny, and like she couldn't jump up on the bed and stuff, and she was jumping up on the bed just fine. So I, yeah. I feel like it rupturing and draining has given her I, more mobility. I'm about to say it actually might, might feel better. It's kind yeah. of gross, but anyway. Anyway, <laughs> cool. Ethan looks like he's done yeah. with, with this topic. <laughs> whiskey shots, give us theme song. Whiskey shots. Yeah. Whiskey shots. Yeah. Does whatever a whiskey cat does. Yeah. All right. There you have it. There we have it, folks. Ethan, thank you for coming back to the podcast, my friend. Was, thanks for having me. Um, Real quick, Zach, where, where, where can they find us and where can they say hello to us and stuff? You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, we don't tweet that much. We just like tweets. Uh, <laughs> you like my tweets, which is fine. Yeah, yeah mostly like 95% Ethan's tweets because <laughs> yes. Ethan, Ethan, Ethan's hilarious. Uh, B-I-I-G podcast. Yes. That is at B-I-I-G podcast. Yes. You can email us at B-I-I-G podcast at gmail.com. Yes. You can talk to Hunter, who's more active than I am, over on the Instagram that is at uh, but is a good podcast. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Hunter Callahan Music. Follow Zach on Instagram at Zach to the with an A future. Mm-hmm. Zach to the number the. It's very complicated. Yeah, just look him up. Just and then up. Ethan uh, Lanky Frampard on Twitter. On Twitter, Twitter yep. Lanky mm-hmm. Frampard. And then you're on Instagram too. I'm not sure how to say your yeah Lunar Taqueria. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Cool. Give us all a follow. Give Ethan uh, a follow. Follow him on on uh, Letterbox. Follow me on as TikTok. Well. Yeah, and I'm on Letterbox as well. Yeah, TikTok. Um, and uh, we'll we'll have you back again, man, for sure. Yeah. Uh, anything else to say, boring? October. Mm-hmm. October. What? Oh yes, we're gonna do some J horror. J horror. Well, we can do J horror, but Ethan wants to do the thing. I love to do the thing. That's one of my favorite nice. movies. That'd yeah. be good. So okay, yeah, we can do I don't that. want to come back right away if you guys are, you know, I don't want to be that person to no, come back to. too no, you're quickly. Good. You're good, yeah. you're good. Um, we're going to have, I haven't actually announced this, I haven't told you this, but uh, a guy that I work with, he's a director, Matt Scruggs, wants to be on Smile. Okay. That's so, next month, though. Yes, or are we going to wait his, until no, that's October? A, we'll just do it when it comes out, probably okay. September. So we might be having him on Smile. We'll be announcing uh, the schedule for um, September, probably next week or two. Yeah, you guys should do like Cure or Pulse okay. or Noroe. That's one of my favorites. The uh, J Horror films. Right on. Anything else? We good? Michael Mann forever. Go Braves. Go Braves. All right. Bye. See ya. But is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm checking the mic. Check. I, th- I think Check. checking the mic. Do you think I the think Irishman is phenomenal, Hunter? I think it's very, very good. I only watched it once, and I watched it over the course of two days. Yeah, I watched it one night, and I didn't even start it until like midnight. <laughs> wow. I remember it being very good. <laughs> and it's a long movie. Yeah, but I've it seen it four times now. Yeah. And All the mics work. <laughs>